Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics and you get sports. And today we're going to be doing sports because baseball is almost back. And we are going to be doing our annual over-unders podcast, which is one of the original favorite podcasts we've done in the show as it is uh, slightly more than a year into its inception. Uh, with me today is Craig Nails. How's it going, buddy? Very good. All right. Good to have you back. Yeah, I'm excited to be back. Uh, the last time I was here, we did a March Madness podcast. And let me tell you something about the March Madness podcast. Oh, good Lord. We, we got a lot of stuff right about this tournament. Yes. <laughs> we got some stuff wrong. Yeah. Yes. A lot of stuff right. Wrong. Did we go, what, were we one for four? I've never gone one for four on my... Uh... Yeah, I think that's what uh, oh, we wound up. We had Oklahoma, and yeah, we were off with uh, with everything else. But, but I mean, if you had Syracuse in your final four... Um... Congratulations to you. Yeah, and also screw you at the same yeah, time. Yeah, the very same thing. <laughs> um, if you had Syracuse in your Final Four, clearly you are so smart, you should yeah. be tutoring basketball players at Syracuse and taking their tests. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but honestly, like you know, we, we got we got a bunch of those first round upsets. Correct. Got oh. West Virginia right. And, got Yale. Yeah, right. like oh. everything looked, and then Michigan State decided to lose in the first round. Oh, yeah, but it would have been nice if they showed up, just for that game, just for Middle Tennessee, right? You know, like, just... Yeah. Uh, I would have appreciated it if they uh, stayed up. So, last year, I went 5-0 and on my big uh, overrunner pod. Your shoe-ins of the week? Shoe-ins of the week. I, I haven't quite near... We're, we're about a week away from the baseball season starting, and I haven't quite nailed down five. I'm pretty sure I've got three. Okay. But I'm, I'm having trouble yeah, nailing. We're just it doing down. the National League today, so you can we, maybe you can yeah. just give your final five when we finish the American League one. Yeah, we're recording the National League a week a uh, week at a time, and then we'll uh, come back next week and we'll record the American League, and then we'll probably release them both uh, either the day the season starts or, or afterwards. Because the beauty of the MLB over unders, Craig, is they don't take them off the board once the season starts. Nope. It's not like football, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, or as soon as kickoff happens, then all of a sudden, well, everything changed. Oh, exactly. Well, you can get these uh, pretty uh, pretty far into the season starting. So like, yeah, I think they don't take them off the board until oh, the middle of April. Yeah, I'm thinking middle and maybe even late April, yeah. maybe once they May or like around the time. A couple wins here. Yeah. What's going on? But for the most part, they 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 still keep them kicking around. So we are going to do the National League today, which is probably the one you and I specifically know. Less about as opposed given as opposed to the American League, which we you know play fantasy baseball in and cheer for the team that is in the uh, yes right. American League. The beauty of this is we'll get to do the, the team everybody wants to hear us talk about the most last. Mm-hmm. So when we do the National League, would you like to go division by division or let's go alphabetically? You want to go alphabetically? Yeah. I can do that. So the first up is the Arizona Diamondbacks. So let's take a look at who's in and who's out for the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks obviously made the biggest free agent. Did they make the biggest or the second biggest? I can't remember. Well, it depends uh, on how you feel about Price versus Greinke. True. It's, one, so it's Greinke. 1A or 1B, depending. Yeah. They brought in Zach Greinke for six years at a whopping $206 million. Good Lord. That was pretty much the only thing they added to their team. They brought in Tyler Clifford, who I... Shelby Miller. No, I do. Shelby Miller they brought in, or they, and, but I mean, like, Tyler Clifford they brought in. Other than that, I mean, they made a huge splash with Zach Greinke. And I'll tell you, I'm a little worried about Zach Greinke in Arizona. Not, uh, 
you know, fallen off a cliff wise, but more if I was in a national league, like an NL only or a mixed fantasy league, I, I'd be a little worried about Granky repeating the numbers he had last well, it's year. It's not he's as going, nice a place to pitch at home as Dodger Stadium is. And he's also moving away from statistically the best catcher in the league at framing pitches to a guy who not so great. So, uh, yeah, that's certainly an issue. Yeah, not necessarily the best the best move. So the Arizona Diamondbacks currently sit at eighty two and a half wins. And you can get minus 115 on either side. So they're just saying, this is our line. What side do you want? 82 and a half wins for the Arizona Diamondbacks. I like this line. I'm, I'm going to say the under, though, because you're going to have, if, if everything goes according to plan, you're going to have, what, 65, 67 games that are started by Granke and Miller, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And let's say within those 65 or 67 games, let's say it's 65 games for the sake of argument, let's say you go 35 and 20, which is really good. Really good. Okay? Where are, like, who's going to start the other games in which you need another 50 or a little less than 50 wins? You know? I just, I, I don't know how competitive they're going to be in the games on the days when those two guys aren't starting because, yeah, they've got Archie Bradley and some other younger arms, but I just... I don't know if this team's going to be good on the days when they don't have those guys that are going out there. And, and they've got some bats, but it's not exactly a, a, a tremendous-looking offense. Gene Segura, who they brought in for the Milwaukee Brewers in the offseason, and he's going to play short or second, whichever. Uh, I guess Nick Ahmed's going to play short still. I, I, I don't know if that guy's going to be a particularly helpful player for them. Paul Goldschmidt's great. but And A.J. Pollock is great. But I just don't know if this team is going to be, in a competitive NL West, better than 500. I mean, I guess the thing is the, the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks won 79 and 83 last year. So you have to find Yeah, 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 yeah. The three question wins. is, do you think that Granke's three or four wins, wins or four wins or whatever yeah. it is? And, and the answer might be yeah. But they, mm-hmm. if you look at the roster last year, they had a lot of things right to get to that 79 wins. Is Pollock going to be as good this year as he was last year? Right. I don't know. I maybe, and he's a good player, and a lot of his value comes from defense. I understand that, but I, I look at this and I and I have some questions about whether some things that they did uh, uh, on the 2015 Diamondbacks can repeat. If some of that stuff regresses a little bit, it gets a little tougher. So I, I'm going to say the under here. Plus, I think this is a very poorly run franchise. Like, yes. it doesn't take a, a bunch of geniuses to go out and say, hey, why don't we, if we have $200 million, why don't we just give it to Zach Granke? You didn't have to be a, a baseball genius to think of that as a good idea. And then if you look at the Miller trade, they probably gave up way too much to get him. They give oh, up uh, Ender uh, in uh, in Sierra, the, the outfielder, in the in the trade for Miller. And that's a, that's a good player, a guy that was very, very helpful to them last year. And he's not going to be part of this anymore. They they, they created some holes in their uh, in their wheeling and dealing that might uh, that might turn into being a problem. So if uh, I I am not very bullish on the Diamondbacks this year to say me neither. I th- I think this eighty two and a half is probably around where it, it should be. Yeah, it's not that it strikes down to me as like oh this is awful this is wrong. But yeah. would it be a surprise anyone to finish fourth in, in this division? No, not not no. Not, I, no actually, actually, I shouldn't me. say that. It probably would surprise someone to finish fourth. But probably yeah. will finish third. Yeah. I mean, this this could go either way for me, and I don't think you're getting great value on either side. So I just to me, I just have the Diamondbacks as a stay away. They could perform a lot better. Certainly, some of the metrics are pointing to them 
uh, being a little bit better defensively this year. So that should, you know, defense is one of those things you don't normally think about when you're trying to track. Yeah, but where are they going to be better defensively for spots? Not well, center field. Should... No, they were that's pretty true. much as good as you're going to get there. Uh, they're mm-hmm. not going to be better at first base. Perhaps maybe a little bit at catcher. Um, mm-hmm. But are they going to be better at second base? I don't think that Gene Segura is a guy who's going to come in there and all of a sudden be a world beater defense, even though he's changing positions. I, 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 I understand that you know they, they this the, the numbers would tell you that they're going to bounce back a little bit defensively, and and perhaps they will. But I don't look at this team and say like, oh yeah, they've improved defensively at all these spots. The fact that Mark Trumbo is not going to be playing, uh, you know. 46 games for them, I'm sure is going to help them defensively a little bit, but it's not going to, it's not going to be a huge thing. I don't think. Yeah. So our official recommendation is to stay away. I think from the Arizona diamondbacks at 82 and a half wins. I, I, I don't, I was, I looked at that number and I remember thinking, ah, don't love it either way. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up the Atlanta Braves. They like are over or under, Minus one fifteen on both, under sixty six and a half. I like I like the over here a lot. I, I it's too low. Isn't yeah, it? this team's bad, but I'm thinking like seventy wins bad. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, yeah. This... You, you look at some of the the guys, and and clearly some of the guys that, that are on the roster right now probably aren't going to be around the entire season. You think of Eric Ibar, like is he going to spend the whole season in Atlanta? No, he's probably going to get traded at some point, right? Uh, you look at some of the guys in the pitching staff, and you think, are they spending the whole season in Atlanta? Likely not. Some of the guys that are a little more, more veteran dudes are probably going to be moving on at some point. Um, the guy from Arizona we were just talking about, NCR, at the, the, the outfielder, he's probably not going to be sticking around. I think they'd love to trade Nick Markakis, but they won't be able to do it. Um, oh, well, that was a bad signing. That was a Ooh. bad contract the second the Oh, absolutely. The Especially the way, the direction that franchise was yeah. going. There was no reason to sign Nick Markakis to that deal. Right. Either way, um, there are some good players that they have. There's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of guys who are probably not major leaguers that are going to be throwing for them and, and taking at bats for them, and it's going to be a bad baseball team. But I look at it and think to myself, is this team bad enough to lose nearly 100 games? Like, because that's what you're thinking. You're thinking that they're going to be going 65 and 97 if you're going to get paid on this bet, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's happening. I think they're a little bit better than that. So, no, I'll, I'll, I'll take the over on that, thanks. I think this line is kind of... Vegas saying we've got to cover ourselves on the Philadelphia Phillies who are going to be in the same division. Yes. And the Philadelphia Phillies are also going to be a terrible team, but they got to play Atlanta, but like Atlanta and Philly got to play each other a bunch of times. And so is it possible for both of these teams to lose a hundred games? No, probably not. I don't think so. Like maybe, I, I, let's say I, I, maybe they go like how many they play eighteen times, nineteen times. Let's say they go you know five hundred against each other, or nine and ten, or nine and nine, whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. I I still think that I don't I don't think that you can like you can see them both losing hundred games. Just a lot of stuff would have to go wrong for that to happen. Like yeah. a lot of stuff. The Phillies to me are worse than Atlanta. I think so too. Not because they I, run worse than Atlanta, but they just don't have the major league players. Atlanta doesn't. Again, I know Atlanta's probably going to be dealing some of these guys, but still. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, we can look at some of the guys that they brought in. They lost their closer, Craig Kimbrell. I don't know who's going to be closing for them this year. Well, they didn't they have Kimbrell in... last year. Oh, that's right. Sorry, but it doesn't, doesn't matter. Uh, and to me, I don't know. If, does it really matter who's going to wind up finish, finishing games for them? 
Uh, like, is it going to be no. like Jim Johnson has experience doing that? Like, he's on the roster. Is he, oh, Jason Grilly is going to be the guy. Yeah, Grilly. Um, they brought in Jim Johnson. They brought in Kelly Johnson. They, 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 they brought, brought in a lot of guys who are major league uh, guys who are major yeah. leaguers from from days gone by. But AJ, they brought in two catchers. They're going to have the tandem of AJ Przinsky and Tyler Flowers, who Flowers always thought was an underrated catcher at. Uh, when he was with the White Sox, I mean, he had a little bit of power, and he was really good at call at framing pitches. They just never let him play every day. I mean, maybe maybe the people who know who spend time with him every day know that he's not an everyday catcher. But I don't know. To me, I always thought he was a little underrated. But uh, yeah, and he's and yeah, so it'll be Flowers and Przinsky, two former White Sox catchers, and they've got yeah. some guys that like you know they they got a they took a flyer on Bud Norris, and maybe he's fine in the National League and. Uh, you know, and, and they've got some good prospects too that are probably going to be making uh, some noise in the major leagues at some point because they, they've traded half their roster and got prospects in exchange for those guys. So, I, I I think that this team is a well run. They're making a lot of smart moves when it comes to this teardown. Like they're doing the right thing. Aside from the Marquez yeah, contract, this, yes. this is a new regime though, right? Yes. Um, they're they're making a lot of good moves in the teardown, and I um. I think that they're uh, they're in good hands, and I don't think this is going to be a team that loses nearly 100 games. I think it'll be a little better than that. I don't think they're good, but they're a little better than that. Yeah, I, you're kind of repeating all or saying a lot of the stuff I was going to say with the Phillies. Right. So I, we 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 may repeat ourselves when we get down to uh, Philadelphia. But our official recommendation for the Atlanta Braves is the over on 66 and a half. I kind of like that one. I don't know if I'm willing to make it one of my. I might. You might, yeah, one of your, one of your uh, solid five, but uh, that's definitely in the running. I really like Atlanta because I, I like Philly. Uh, if I can bring up the the, the Phillies again, I like the Phil, the Phillies at over sixty five and a half too for all the same reasons, pretty much. Where it's just like, come on, they got to at least win well, seventy games. Sometimes. How right? often does a major league team mm-hmm. lose like that that level of that that many yeah. games? Right, like. The Phillies were also maybe there's going to be one, but I think that if if there's going to be one this year, it's going to come from one of the NL Central teams. Yeah, the Phillies were also terrible in one run games last year too, in astonishing amount. I don't know it off the top of my head, but they were something like twelve and thirty or something in one run games. Like it was just you know some of that. Good thing they traded their ne'er do well closer to Washington. Yeah, uh, <laughs> if you if you look at teams that didn't hit sixty five wins last year, Phillies, mm-hmm. Reds. That's it. That's yeah. your list and. Reds, we were all over last year. Oh, yeah, yeah, we knew that one. And the Reds, to not hit 65 wins, the Reds won 64 games last year. They had to go Mm -hmm. 1-9 and down the stretch. So at one point, the Reds were 63-89 and with 10 games to go and didn't hit 65 wins. A lot of stuff has to go wrong for a Major League Baseball team to not win 65 games. A lot of stuff. That's bad. Next up, we got a team that a lot of things could go right for. Some World Series favorite here. The World Series odds on this team are ridiculous, and that is the Chicago Cubs, who have a over/under of ninety-two and a half. If you want the over, you get minus one thirty. If you want the under, you get even odds. Uh, Let me tell you, man, my thoughts on this team. Well, they brought in. I just want to say sure, quickly yeah. this year, free agent-wise, they brought in John Lackey to God only knows if he's going to be like. I guess for starter depth, and they brought in Ben Zobrist at four years, fifty-six million. I like the Zobrist signing; gives them the depth that they need to cover injury. And that's all I want to bring up. And you can go ahead and say whatever you want about the Chicago Cubs right now. Uh, Ninety-two and a half. You find a team with this exact roster. 
You got Jake Arrieta, a guy who was dominant in the second half of last season. You've got John Lester. You've got John Lackey. You've got some some decent young guys that are coming up the pipe. You've already got the rookie of the year, Chris Bryant. You've got Javier Baez, Anthony Rizzo, who's a superstar. Addison Russell is only going to get better. Ben Zobers, who can play all over the diamond, can help you pretty much anywhere. You, you bring in Jason Hayward to play in the outfield for you, uh, who's going to provide gold, club, gold glove caliber defense. You've got all these things going for you. If you took this roster and put it with a different franchise, I'd be ready to bet big on them to win the World Series. However, yeah. this roster is for the Chicago Cubs. <laughs> yes, so, and on, like on, I understand that it's just like the, the whole mysticism thing, but I, I still mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to need to be shown some stuff. It's real. Yeah. It's it's not not real. And, uh, well, if I were say. like, and and this is something I hope to be saying in a few years about my hockey team. But if I were a Cubs fan, I would just be like, oh my god, my team is so well run. Every single thing they do is the right thing. Like I can't deal with this. I, yeah. I feel as though that's been going on with the Leafs for a little while, and eventually the results are going to come in. Uh, <laughs> and, and for the Cubs, it went on for years, and now the results are coming in, so we'll see. But that would be my concern is, uh-oh, we're the Cubs. You know, That would be the only thing that would stop them from doing well. Yeah, I, I mean, the Cubs. 92 and a half, I just I have a little rule and as far as, as betting over-unders, and I just, I, I mean, the teams that are good are, are always good, but... Once the overs start getting in the once the numbers start getting in the nineties, I just unless I really like the under, I'm never taking the over because so much can go wrong. I mean, you look at the Washington Nationals last year; everybody had the Washington Nationals winning, and that's a team that doesn't have the the, the black cloud hanging over right. it of of when something going to go wrong, like the Chicago Cubs do. The Washington opened up at what ninety four wins last year, yeah, and they went eighty three <laughs> and seventy nine weren't even close and it was just a disaster of a season they brought in a maligned closer who ended up choking the uh national league mvp in a fight oh yeah and i forgot just, about that yeah and just, <laughs> we'll talk about that a little bit later yeah he, he'd been there for two days oh god what a so bunch of crap 92 and a half is the number right now yeah they, were, they had 97 league, last many, year yeah how many major league teams did you guess hit that last year uh, how many uh, would have paid on a 92 uh, over on i uh, am going to say I know the Jays did. I want to say six. You're close. It was five. Oh, Toronto, dang. Kansas City, and the three teams from the NL Central: St. Louis, Pittsburgh. Right. Yeah. Oh, Chicago and Pittsburgh were wild card teams last year. And they year. won ninety-seven and ninety-eight games. Yeah. Oh, Part of that was yeah. the fact that they were playing in a division with two teams that weren't trying. Uh, yeah. But that, guess that what? So help. was everyone in the NL East, and they didn't win ninety-seven or ninety-eight games. So. Yeah, so that's five out of the thirty, and you're banking on. And Chicago's still in the division with Pitt now. Pitt and St. Louis, I kind of think their over unders are a little too. Yeah, we'll get to them when we get to them. But I've I, I've got his concerns about their teams too. Yeah, about those guys as well. But I mean, I just I ninety two is too high for me personally. If if you but if you want to get on the Cubs bandwagon, I'm sure as hell not going to stop you. Like like they, they've always been the lovable Cubbies. It would it I, it it. If they were to win, I feel like it would be the exact opposite in terms of, you know, when the Red Sox broke their curse as far as outsiders feeling about the team. But I mean, I like I'll be cheering for the Cubs, but I I, I can't go ninety two and a half. It's just too high for me, and I I don't want to miss the under. Here's I do the thing, think though. Why can't it? Let, let's okay. So we're both a little bit skeptical about yep. the St. Louis team, and the Pittsburgh team, right? Yeah. Everyone knows the Milwaukee team and the Cincinnati team are terrible. Mm-hmm. Why can't the Cubs win ninety three games? 
Oh, they, oh, I'm not saying they can't. I'm just saying. If, 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 the, if St. Louis and Pittsburgh don't hit expectations, yes. we know the Reds and, and, and Brewers are just bad. Mm-hmm. Someone in that division is going to win a lot of games. Yes, I agree. So I, 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 I feel if like you're taking the can. under on Pittsburgh and St. Louis, I feel like you have to take the over on the Cubs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You understand yes. what I mean? Like, because there's like there's a, n- a number of games that's going to be won by teams within this division, and they're not going to be won by the Brewers or Reds. Right. So I, I, I think I, if you're I, taking the under on the Cubs, Pirates, and uh, and Cardinals, like you've got to be taking the over on a lot of other NL teams. Yeah. Because I, I will, we'll get to these later, but I do kind of like the under on St. Louis and Pittsburgh. And if I can harken back to one of the rules you have to have, if you like the under for one team in a division. You have to like the over for another of the teams in the division. That just has to be it. Just like, based like on the unbalanced have... schedule, yeah, sure. Exactly, and and whatnot. It's just teams just have to win, and and that's just how like they got to beat them, and that's just how it's got to be. So if you were to put a gun to my head, I would take the over on the Chicago Cubs at ninety two and a half. Me personally, as a gambler on baseball, the ninety two and a half is just too high for me, and I think I can find value elsewhere. Okay, but. It, it, but like, if you were to give me, ask me for an official recommendation from the crossover podcast on the Chicago Cubs, I would pick the over, and I think you would agree with me. Yeah, I think I would. Here's here's my thought process: five teams, probably. Uh, you know, like 2014 as well as, as teams that got over uh, got over the mark for uh, for the 92. There was four teams, so four or five teams are going to win are going to win more than 92 games, right? Mm-hmm. The Cubs are probably uh, have to be one of the four or five best teams in the league. They have to. Absolutely, Especially yeah. considering the division they're in. So uh, to, to me, if I'm betting on this, I'm taking the over. I'm not in love with it because, like you said, not, uh, thinking a team's going to win 93 games is tough, but uh, that's, that's who I take. The, we also didn't talk about the, uh, the greatest free agent signing that they made in the offseason. Oh, that's right. The Munenori Cub- Kawasaki. The Cubs brought in Munenori Kawasaki, who immediately sang... Oh, God, Don't want to miss a thing by Aerosmith. Don't want to miss a thing from the Armageddon soundtrack. Aerosmith, good lord, and in Triple A though I think, right? I, I, I oh, yeah, on the Kawasaki situation. But like, uh, 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 as Jays fans, we miss them. We miss you, Mooney, and uh, we wish well, we still uh, had you. Not to play games, but just to hang out. Yeah, just to hang out, be awesome, right. do stuff. Uh, next up, the much maligned Cincinnati Reds that we discussed, who right now are sitting at seventy and a half wins. The over is even, and the under is minus 130. And free agent-wise, Craig, their big free agent splash was Alfredo Simon at one year, $2 million. Well, that's about $2 million more than he's worth. Um, yeah. he's, he might start. I know. That's not good. <laughs> not a good sign for the Reds. Uh, the the thing, the smart thing that they've been doing, obviously, is trading everyone they can. Yeah. Uh, they traded uh, Johnny Cueto last year, and that's looking like a very, very good trade already. Yes. I I know that I was uh, looking at some uh, some of the Royals bloggers, like if they looked at some of the stuff that Brandon Finnegan's been doing, and and they they have high hopes for him, and then. There's some other guys that were involved in that trade that uh, that have looked pretty good in the spring. They're saying, well, it's a real good thing we won the World Series, guys, because that may not look good in a few years. Um, no, I really like Brandon. Yeah, yeah, no, they, they, they gave up some good arms in order to get Cueto. Um, yeah. This is just a bad team. They they traded. Yes. They they traded Todd Frazier, who was very good last year. Uh, 
They, uh, again, they don't have Johnny Cueto anymore. There are some other guys that are probably going to be on the way out sooner rather than later. Like, do we really think that Brandon Phillips is going to be, like, at some point, Brandon Phillips has got to be gone, right? Like, they, they can't keep him. It makes no sense. Uh, or all this Chapman's obviously gone. Um, Mike Leake is not. <laughs> not a moment too soon uh, for the well, Cincinnati Reds franchise. Uh, Mike Leake is not part of this anymore, and he was for obviously a significant percentage of uh, of last year before he was traded. They're just not in a a good spot, uh, clearly, when it comes to having Major League talent. They've been doing the right thing. They've been trading Major League talent for good minor league players. They tried to trade Jay Bruce. They tried to, to trade a, Jay uh, Bruce to the Blue Jays. Um, yep. to save a few bucks. Um, yep. But it's just... Uh, there are... A lot of reasons to think the Reds are going to be bad, and I think they will be bad. This is this is an under for me. This is, I know yeah, 70 I, is, no, is not a lot of wins, but this is uh, this is an under for me. It's different than saying the Braves won't win 66. You know, it's saying the Reds won't win 70. I know it's only four games, but it matters. The Cincinnati Reds last year lost 64 games. And they won 64 didn't, games. They won 64 games, and they haven't really improved their no, roster. No, the roster's worse now than it was this time a year ago. Whatsoever, so I don't understand the thought process of 70 and a half games. Like, are they, like, how, like, their roster's worse than it was last year. They lost 64 games. How are they seven wins better, if you want the over? Yeah, the only way they're seven wins better is if things go a little bit better for them. And I mentioned, like, you know, they get a few breaks here and there. And I did mention that at one point last year, they were 63 and 89. So if they had gone 500 down the stretch, they get there. But they didn't. My flag was raised, whatever you want to call it. Either way, I I don't see how they're going to win. In this division, too, when there's three very good teams, I don't see them getting the 70 wins. So I'm taking uh, the under. I'm taking the under. Yeah, I, I think and they're going to be worse. Like they're not going to trade Votto, I don't think, just because I think they, that, I was going to ask you that. They, yeah. I, I just don't see that happening. Uh, but Brandon Phillips likely isn't going to be around very long, right? Like, no, that's, that's they're probably going to try to trade him eventually. I know that he's he's owed some money, and but they'll fix that. They'll probably try to trade Jay, Jay Bruce, Bruce. One would think again. is not going to be part of their lives for very much longer. Uh, like, how long is that Cozart going to be there? He's thirty. Like, he's not going to be around when they're good, or at least he's not going to be as valuable when they're good. So, how long is that Cozart going to be around? How long is uh, Devin Mesoraco going to be around? You know what I mean? Like, uh, and like they're probably not going to trade all these guys. They might not trade even half of them. But the the roster is not going to be better between now and July thirty first. You know, it will be worse. I'm I'm debating if I want to go because Cincinnati was was one of my. Uh was one of my shoe wins last year on the under, but like their under was way overblown last. Like they were expected to win like 70 or eight, I think it was like 81 games or something last year. No chance that was happening and didn't have to sweat that bet whatsoever. Uh, you were pretty much good on that really early on. I'm thinking I might go back to the Cincy well, but I'm not quite sure if I want to make it like, I'm highly recommending this under 70 and a half, but I'm not sure if it's going to be one of my, uh, gold star picks or, or whatever thing we make up for, for what we're calling it on this. Uh, so yeah, the official recommendation for the crossover podcast is the Cincinnati Reds under 70 and a half wins. And we're paying the vig of the minus minus one thirty on that one. Uh, next up Colorado Rockies minus minus one fifteen on both sides for the over under of 70 and a half. They brought in Jason Mott, a for two years, 
six million, and Chad Qualls, two years, six million, and brought in Mark Reynolds. Uh, Just in case agent. they needed someone to strike out a lot. Exactly. <laughs> hey, uh, do you guys have Mark Reynolds? Because we've been looking for someone to strike out all the time. Um, Last year they, they brought in Jake McGee, minutes. too, for yes, some reason. Uh, that was a weird trade. Um, and I assume Jake McGee's not finishing the year there, but that's something. No, I, yeah, which is weird, because I thought McGee was going to be closing in Tampa. Yeah, so well, it turns out Tampa knows to sell high in relievers. It turns out True. Tampa's one of the smart teams. Um, this is a weird one. Yeah. Because I look at it, and obviously Jose Reyes is not going to be part of this early on. Yeah. And which is really too bad. Uh, and too bad that, you know, obviously there's a police investigation, and if he did what yes. he did, I hope that he faces, uh, or did what he's accused of doing, rather. I hope that he faces a, faces yeah, an extreme punishment. Um, but there are still some decent players in this roster. Nolan Arenado's mm-hmm. a good player. DJ LeMahieu, you know, he's, he's not an all-star like he was last year, but he's, he's a fine player. Um, Carlos Gonzalez. Yeah. He's still on this team. Everyone thought he was going to be gone by now. He's still there. They're uh, probably are they going to trade cargo? I would I is, would think that there's a chance that happens, especially if things start really poorly. And people say yes. like, oh, you know, Carlos Carlos Gonzalez's best days are behind him, and maybe that's true. Um, and I know that there's Coors Field inflated numbers here, but uh, mm-hmm. last year in 153 games, 271, 325, 540. Yep. Sure, I'll take that. Uh, that's an OPS of 116, which you know isn't like you know great, but it's it's fine. Nolan Arenado put up an OPS plus of uh, of 124 which is really good considering the type of defense Nolan Arenado was able to give you at third base. Uh, there are still some pretty excellent ball players here. So while you might think that the Rockies are about to enter into a, a dark period because they've traded Troy Tulowitzki to the Blue Jays, um, it may be a little bit quicker to rebound than you would think. I kind of like the over here. Yeah, I, I do too. I don't think I like it enough to make it one of my gold star picks because I'm not ready to trust this Rocky squad yet. Want to see a little bit more. But they're going to give up some I, runs. Yes. And that's that's well, part of this. That's part of just playing in Colorado. Yeah, right? and it's like, also like, part of not like, having enough good pitchers. Like, yeah, I don't care where, I don't care how close to sea level they are. There just isn't enough here. That's <laughs> true, but Colorado still though, man. There's like a couple of things where it's like, and lazy fly ball. I got it. I got no. It's seven rows deep. <laughs> good lord. Uh, yeah, but I just I do like the the over on seventy and a half because I think they're going to be somewhat decent. I see this team winning seventy three, seventy four games. So I, I don't think this will be one of my five. But I mean, I might uh, take a little peek at the Rockies uh, over under, and I really like the over. Yeah, I I think that the over is uh, is a bet I'm pretty comfortable with because there are some NLS teams, including the Diamondbacks, we already discussed that uh, I feel like the under is the way to go. I uh, I think I don't th- again I don't think Colorado is good but they're not terrible. Next up, a team that I'm sure a lot of people are waiting to hear about, the Los Angeles Dodgers, who last year won 92 baseball games. Their over under this year is 88 and a half. If you want the over, you got minus 130, and if you want the under, you're getting even odds. They brought in. Let's see who they brought in. They brought in Howie Kendrick, two years, twenty million. Well, they, they re-brought brought in Howie Kendrick. Re-brought yeah. in, sorry, re-upped yeah. him. Uh, oh God, I can never pronounce his name. Uh, they, got, they gave him eight years. The uh, Kenta Maeda. Yeah. Um, they brought in Chase Udley for you know, or re-upped just in Chase case Udley. they needed someone to break someone's leg. 
Yeah, I was just going to say. Yes, Zeal Sierra they brought in. Scott Casimir. Uh, Scott Casimir. And uh, they brought in Joe. Although Scott Casimir. Scott Casimir, like, there's, there, there are some big questions there about what's going yes, on with that guy. Yes, he awful in spring training. Yeah. And it, it, like, that's basically. He felt a twinge in his abdomen last time he was oh. out. Uh, he says he's 100% healthy, but that feels like that may not be true. Ooh, uh, I, I, if, if I were someone who was playing in a National League uh, fantasy league, I would not I'd want to stay the hell away from Casimir. Anyways, yeah, he's like he's fine in Oakland, year. and then somehow he leaves Oakland, and then the magic goes away. Whatever magic Oakland uses on their free agent signing. Yeah, uh, they also brought in Brett Anderson and Joe Blanton for pitching depth. Right. But eighty-eight and a half, they've still got the best pitcher on planet Earth. That's helpful. They won ninety-two. To cover last year, do you like the over or the under for the Los Angeles Dodgers? I'm like the over a lot. Yeah, I, I kind of do I like too. The over a lot. Seager's going to yeah. do nothing but improve this year. Mm-hmm. Seager's going to do nothing but be better. Uh, yeah. It looks like he's going to get a lot of catching time too, because he's going to be the personal catcher for. Uh, catcher? Oh, God. Yeah, or who am I thinking no, of? Are you thinking of Ellis or Grandel? Are you thinking of Grandel? Grandel yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Seager, Seager's only going to improve. Seager's 21 years old. Yeah. And he was very good last year. He's going to be very good again this year. And they have some, obviously, some bad contracts. But guess what? If you spend infinity dollars, who cares what your bad contracts are? Uh, yeah. No, I like this team a lot. Uh, the Trace Thompson acquisition they made uh, in the offseason in one of the weirdo three-way trades that the Dodgers are always involved in because, um, because they have a really good management team, which has Alex Anthopoulos on it, no less. Uh, yeah. I like the Trace Thompson acquisition a lot. I think that he might wind up being the guy that uh, that is out there in center field for them on a pretty regular basis. I know that uh, people like Jock Peterson a lot, but I think that Thompson brings so much defensively, he's going to wind up being the guy who's out there. Um, yeah, Siel Puig is still on this team, and I understand that there's some issues there, but uh, he's really good. He's still really good at baseball. Uh, no, I, I, I like the Dodgers, and I think that they will uh, they will win the NLS, NL West this season with relative ease. Yeah, I was thinking about Kyle Schwarber, the Cubs catcher. Oh, that was like, I forgot to mention that when we were uh, with the Cubs. That guy is going to get a lot of playing time as, as a catcher. This is great. It yeah. turns out the Cubs made the correct pick in the first round like six years in a row. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's um, helpful. I, 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 I really like this Dodgers team. I like the 88.5. Not too high for me because I took uh, St. Louis last year who had 88.5 wins, and they, they <laughs> cleared that with relative ease. So – uh, around 90 is usually when I start to get a little nervous, but at 88 and a half, I will take that all day, I think, with the Los Angeles Dodgers. So, I mean, even paying the VIG a little bit at minus 130, I fully expect them to be there. I fully expect them to have somewhere between 93 and 96 wins. I think you'll get this relatively quickly. And, yeah, I just I, I like the uh, – the, the, the Dodgers could be the best the team. Like, why wouldn't they be? Yeah, I I agree. They could easily be the best team. Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'd be uh, I'd be pretty excited about uh, the 88 is low is low, and people are uh, focusing a little too much on the fact that they lost Granky, which obviously matters. I'm not saying it doesn't matter. Yes, but I think they can they can uh, cover up some of that. So I like the Dodgers. Next up, we got the Miami Marlins, which has been the most line shifty. I never have the right read on this team. 
all year. I, I initially thought this was going to be, I, I had it one of my big bright lights and it's moved so much that I am now as, as a coward, I am now officially scared. It has officially settled at 79 and a half. It started at 78 and a half and then it creeped up to 80 and a half, two games and has now gone back down to 79 and a half. So based on that, everybody seems to think they're going to be in around 79, 80 wins. And if you want the over, you get minus 130. If you get the, you want the under, you get even money. Uh, free agency-wise, they didn't really bring in anybody. I mean, they re-upped Ichiro Suzuki, Jeff Mathis as well. Uh, I mean, nothing really huge. The big moves, obviously, are healthy. Jose Fernandez. Yeah. And, healthy Stanton and healthy Fernandez. Yeah. And, and those are Carlos important State. things. Absolutely, and I, quite frankly, can we just not have things happen to those guys? Anymore? Yeah, I'm, I'm I just saying, I love those guys. Play. I love watching them play baseball. I love when Jose Fernandez does things that piss off people on the other team. That's great. Oh, it's so good. Uh, especially like like Goose Gossage hates Jose Fernandez. I like right? anyone Goose Gossage doesn't like. That's my rule of thumb. Mm. Um, yeah. No, I, I I hope that this team is better. Me too. <laughs> but that, that doesn't necessarily pay the bills year. when it comes to gambling, though, does it? No. Um, I think this team could be better, but I I have a hard time trusting them. Not because of the talent of the field, but you never know when the front office is going to do something dumb, like make the general yes. make the general manager the manager randomly for oh, some reason, <laughs> and a bunch of yes, other random stuff that happens. Like what's what was going on with that? Oh uh, God. There. So there are some concerns there with the with the management team and how the, they may not be very smart. But this team still has Christian Yelich, mm-hmm. and Carlos Stanton. Superstar. Yes. They have Jose Fernandez, superstar. They have some other decent pitchers as well that uh, I, I think are, are helpful guys. And they've lost some people in the offseason. But I, I I look at the team and, and I think, that, yeah, of course they have a chance to uh, to be a 500 ball club, right? Yeah. So I, I I was thinking coming in that one of the unders uh, or that the the under on 79 and a half because they won 71 last year and. Obviously, the big things are Jose Fernandez and Giancarlo Stanton are going to be really good. And then I started to think to myself, is that going to make them nine wins better? Because they need to get nine wins. It, and the answer said, is maybe? Yeah, and the answer is maybe yeah. with those two guys. But then uh, I had the thing where I'm like, yeah, but it's the Marlins. And like you said, the Marlins management team just does stupid shit. And then Giancarlo Stanton seems to have bad luck and he gets hurt. And then Fernandez, you know, maybe they shut him down because he's coming off of Tommy John and just. And so I started to drift towards the over the under because I thought that 78 and a half was too high when it opened up. And I was fully prepared to bet that under and then it drifted to 80 and a half. And I was thinking, oh, what's going on with that? That means people love the over thinking they're going to be like a 500 ball club. And then it drifted back down to 79. So the way the line has moved has, has made me absolutely scared. Um, I, it seems like people, like obviously people love the over because the line moved up, but then it moved back down. You're still getting even money on under 79 and a half. I have the Miami Marlins as a stay away just based on the way the lines moved. And I don't, I'm not ready to trust any of the guys on the field. And I'm especially not ready to trust anybody in the office for those guys, and I'm I'm just not ready to trust the Miami Marlins. So I have them as a stay away. How do you feel about Wei and Chen stance. on the Marlins? Um, I think to me he seems like a guy that's going to like who's one of yes. those guys who's like a, a an above average American League pitcher that goes over the National League and is great. 
Yeah, I was going to say. Kind of has that, those markings, but. My take on Wai Yin Chen is I think him leaving is going to hurt Baltimore more than it helps Miami. Does, like, does yeah, that no, make I, any I, sense? I understand that, yeah. Yeah, when when I say like I, th- I think it'll hurt hurt Baltimore more than than it helps Miami, but I can see him being uh, like I I would snatch him up if I was in an NL only. I'll tell you that much. Um, yeah, I just I mean I have it as a stay away. Do, do do you feel strongly either way on the Marlins? No, no. Um, I I because of the reasons you mentioned, you just never know when their management's going to do something weird or or ridiculous. That I, yeah. I just don't trust the people who are making the decisions for this team. I like some of the talent on this team, but that's not enough. So I'm I'm just not going to bet on this. Next up, the Milwaukee Brewers who are sitting at sixty nine and a half, and you'll notice there's kind of a theme of. I mean, we just had the Marlins who were kind of at a hundred, but man, it seems with the uh, the National League, it's either way low or way high on all of the. Uh, it's not not a lot of in-between teams right. kicking around in the National League. Uh, the Brewers, 69-and-a-half, uh, minus 115 on both sides. Uh, didn't really make any splat, splat. Like, Chris Carter was their biggest uh, splash in free agency, right? So, and he, he's going to hit. He'll, he'll fill the same role that uh, yeah, Mark Reynolds. Yeah, 210. With, yeah, that Mark yeah. Reynolds fills for the Rockies, whereas. Uh, 210, 200 strikeouts. Uh, and some someone to swing over some of these pitches. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Uh, the Brewers are terrible. Uh, under, yeah. under, 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 under. For me. Yeah, 68 wins. Yeah. I mean, like, like I how is this roster, like, who considers this roster better than the Braves? <laughs> it's a good you question. Know, like, I don't know. Well, why is this roster better than Atlanta's? So they're playing more teams that are are very good with worse players, yeah. and their line is higher than Atlanta. Like, why? I don't get it. I don't get it. Atlanta's better yeah. than this team by a lot. Yeah, I do. I just... I don't get it either. I, I take the under. It's not going to be one of my uh, five-star picks, but not a great team. Just not great, Bob. Uh, a team that is great, the Nine Mets, are sitting at 89 and a half wins. Who would have thought that a year ago? Good Lord. If you want the over, minus 150. If you want the under, if you're thinking the Mets were a fluke last year, Craig, you get plus 120. There are too many good pitchers on that team for them. To oh, hit the under. Way too many. And uh like they they free agent wise they brought in Alejandro Diaz for one year. They re uh re upped big fat Bartolo Cologne, waddling his way into our hearts possibly one last time. And uh Antonio Bastardo, another uh pitcher they brought in for pitching depth two years, twelve million. God, this I mean, this starting rotation. Good lord. Lots of dudes there, know. eh? Don't have any way. Don't have any other way to describe it other than a. a now, is it going to like? There's a. There's a lot of power arms here. So, is there a situation where mm-hmm. some of these guys aren't necessarily healthy the whole time? Like, there's obviously going to be injury questions about some of them already, just based on their, based on their past and and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Wheeler's supposed to be back in July. Um, they've made some questionable decisions in the off season. As Drupal Cabrera, like he's supposed to be the opening day shortstop. Is as Drupal Cabrera still good? Yes. Oh, oh, sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no, no. That, that, he's not. That's not. I meant to say yes to, to, the, to the state. Right. That's not something I want to bet big on if I'm the Mets, but they seem to have have, have done that with the mm. shortstop position. So I can get have someone look at this and be skeptical. Like, how is this team going to score enough runs? But even if some of the pitchers do get hurt, like they've got guys who are there and are great already, and there are more guys on the way. Like I said, Wheelers come back in July, but you have Syndergaard, right? You have Matt Harvey. Yeah. You have Stephen Matz. Like, there's there's a lot of guys. You have Jacob deGrom. Like, there are a lot of really, really good arms that are going to be out there. You have uh, Famia, the closer. Like, it's good. 
good team. And Cologne, who is, yes, he's 42 and he's, you know, a, a, lar- a larger gentleman. Uh, <laughs> Whose official name is Big Fat Bartolo right. Cologne. <laughs> uh, who cares? Uh, he, yeah. can still, he can still get people out. Uh, he throws strikes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, he can still control where the baseball goes, and he obviously doesn't have the same gun numbers that he used to at one point in his life, but uh, <laughs> no. who cares? He, he can still get yeah. people out. And again, you don't want to count on him to uh, to be your ace, but if he's your fifth best pitcher, you're in a nice spot. And you look at their, like, you know, it, and Clone was win one worth one win above replacement last year and not two went innings. So if the plan is Bartolo Cologne choose innings so some of our, yes. our younger prized arms don't have to throw as much, that's a fine plan. Uh, it always kills me that if you think about it, when Bartolo Cologne files for his taxes in, in the box that says profession, he writes athlete. Right. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure that someone, uh, someone over the IRS gets a nice laugh on. <laughs> that's great. They are going to be um, good just because they're going to be able to get people out and strike people out. And they're going to get yeah. in the bullpen. They're going to be good starting. Um, they're going to get to beat up on Atlanta and Philadelphia a lot. Helpful. So, uh, Yeah, the Mets. Uh, I'll take the over with the Mets, I think. Now, here's my big question. Who wins the National League East, the Nine Mets or the Washington Nationals? I'll reveal that when we talk about the Washington Nationals in a few minutes. All right. So the... I mean, 89 and a half is too high for me, and if I'm getting plus 120 on the under, gambling-wise, if I can... Yeah, you know what? That's a good point. I didn't think yes. it was a big there. You're getting plus 120 that under? Yes. It's if not you're like gambling. You're t- like, they can win the end. Like, they won 90 games last year, and a lot of stuff went right for them. They're probably going to score yes. fewer runs this year. I know they brought in uh, they brought in Neil Walker to play, uh, mm-hmm. to play second base, and I think that'll be helpful. Um, but if you look at it and think to yourself... Hey, wait a sec. Um, th- this team had a lot of stuff go right for them, mm-hmm. and they won 90 games. Yeah, they're going to have more of their pitchers for longer, and they're going to get Wheeler back and all that stuff. I I can understand how someone would make the under bet here. Yeah, I if I were to gamble, I would make the under bet based on I'm getting plus 120 at a high number. And in baseball, shit can just go wrong in a season, right? right? Like you, stuff can just Other happen. Th- yeah, absolutely. Snowballs, and then they end up at like eighty, eighty-two, eighty-three. That's a, that's a weird three line. Points. Like, why wouldn't why yeah. why are you putting it plus one twenty on the uh, on the under? Why wouldn't you just bump the win? I assume because the Mets are a rather public team. Yeah, they're a New York team. That's fair. Yeah, because they're a New York team. They're rather public. Uh, public. This is the the the, the post World Series. Yes, they just made the World Series. It, they weren't expected to make the World Series. They weren't uh, expected to make the playoffs at all last year. Made it to the World Series. Were, were really good. A lot of young talent. Whole year assessments. And, uh, sorry, what was that? Full season assessments. Full season assessments. That's, and, uh, that's the reason Seinfeld. why that, that over yeah. might hit. And yeah, Jerry Seinfeld, assessments for the rest of us, which was the best line of, of last year's baseball season, uh, in my opinion. Michael Conforto is a guy... Mm-hmm. And I know that it's it's trendy, but if you can get him in your National League only pool, do it. Oh, yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, and and they have a full year of Conforto too, so mm-hmm. maybe that's how they score a few more runs. And I mentioned Walker, so maybe they score a few more runs. But I, I get how I you just, would look at that under bet and say, let's just do that. Yeah, I, that's that's what I would do if I were like that's my official recommendation is Mets under. You might get killed, but you're getting plus one. Like the uh, like just the numbers are there right. to bet the under as far as I'm concerned. Right. And here's the other thing. What is it? Eighty eight and a half, right? Or eighty nine and a half? Sorry. Uh, eighty nine and a half. They could hit the under and win the National League. 
Yeah, they could still easily. they could win eighty seven games. Win the which, National League East. Yeah, which collects your under and then yeah. So you're not even and... saying, oh, the Mets are going to be disappointed this year. You're saying, well, the Nets, the Mets are going to win the division, but, but they're just they're not going to win ninety yeah. games, which is a reasonable exactly. conclusion. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, it's not going to be one of my five, but I will have some money on the Mets under for because I like that plus one twenty. Sure. Uh, Philadelphia Phillies didn't really <laughs> do anything in the offseason either. They brought in, hey, JPR and CB is back, everybody. Oh, cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, David you know, Hernandez, they, they needed someone to swing over pitches. It turns out that skill was in demand this offseason. <laughs> it really was. Ernesto Fieri, who was washed up a couple of years ago in Los Angeles, is back with the oh, Phillies. Cool. I'm sure they might make him their closer, for God's sake. Uh, over 65 and a half, under 65 and a half. The the overs minus one fifty. The under is plus one twenty. I can't believe the over is minus one fifty. I really like the over for all the reasons we yeah we mentioned when we're talking about Atlanta. We talked about on Atlanta all those major league baseball players that are on their roster. Yes, the Phillies have fewer of those. Yeah, and minus one fifty is too high of a bit. Like <laughs> I'm going to pay a minus one fifty big and then trust the Philadelphia Phillies. I don't think so. I I don't. I, I can't do it. <laughs> like, um, oh. Yeah, like, where are the Major League players in this roster? Like, who are the guys that are, are good Major League ball players? No. I'm Whereas just... Atlanta has some, you know? Yeah. Um, like, even <laughs> even, the, even the, the guys that were in their bullpen last year that were helpful, uh, they all, mm-hmm. they're, they're all on the Houston Astros now. Uh, like, yeah. it just is not... Um, it's not a good situation. Like they bring in Jeremy Hellickson, who's um, oh, really good. Who, uh, Matt Harrison was. That's a high ERA his entire career, yeah. though. Jeremy uh, I don't think it's going to get lower. Um, yeah. Matt Harrison, they basically traded, acquired in the Cole Hamels trade to save Texas some money. Yeah. Uh, so he'll go out there and eat some innings. Yeah. I guess is the plan. Like, is he is he healthy enough to do that? I'm just looking at their their roster. His back has been yeah. I'm just looking at their roster sorted by payroll right now, and he's at the very top of it. Drafting Matt Harrison, Um, I I blame myself for for Matt Harrison's current woes because I drafted him thinking he was going to be great, and then he had that opening day game where he struck out 11 batters, and then his back stopped working, and I think he's played since. Yeah, and they're suggesting there's a chance that he doesn't get out there this season. So that's so bad. Here is the Phillies will eat innings, but they won't be good. Well, he'll nibble innings. Yeah. <laughs> he won't eat innings, but he'll nibble away at them. Oh, yeah. He'll uh, throw 190 innings. They'll just yeah. be with an ERA of six. Yeah, and with, like, you know, 90 pitches right. in the fourth inning. Uh, here's their projected line or projected opening day rotation. Aaron Nola. Okay. Sure. Jer- Jeremy Hellickson, who we mentioned. Right. Charlie Morton. Ugh. Vincent Velasquez. And Brett Oberholzer. Oberholzer. So the guys the Astros didn't need anymore. Oh God, that's bad. And like Jared Eckhoff is sitting there, but he's hurt uh, as as well. But like he's got that thumb thing, but he might be ready. For, he'll probably be ready for opening day. So I guess Eckhoff is the probably their fourth guy. Whatever. Um, like just that's ew. not competitive. Uh, oh. And Atlanta's rotation isn't much better, but Atlanta has major league guys that are going to be taking at bats for them all the time. Ryan Howard. This may surprise people to hear. Probably yeah. not good enough to be in Major League Baseball anymore. <laughs> oh, like Mikel Franco is the best player on this team, that, isn't he? Uh, yeah, Mikel Franco might be all right. 
Uh, is this from the last year that horrifying Ryan Howard contract that was another one that as soon as the ink was dry, everyone's like, well, this isn't good. What have you done? Uh, <laughs> let me look at this. No, no, they got one more year. Oh, sorry. There's a $23 million team option on Ryan Howard for next year. Oh. I doubt that is going to be exercised. I've, I've, got, I've got some significant doubts that's going to be exercised. Mm. Um, but if they don't exercise that option, they owe him $10 million bucks to walk away. So they're not exercising the option. I think that much is clear. Um, but Ryan Howard is uh, is just the, the ultimate cautionary tale on yeah. don't sli- sign your low on base percentage sluggers for their power long term because that's what happens to you. Ryan Howard's made $155 million so far in his career. He's going to add another he's going to add another $33 million. So it's going to be $190 million by the time things are all said and done, right? How much money he'll have made playing Major League Baseball. The last time he put up a season where his wins above replacement was higher than two. So, like, a Major League starter. 2009. Really unbelievable how bad that contract was. I shouldn't say unbelievable because a lot of people knew it was going to be bad when he signed. But that's the worst contract in sports in a long time. That is. I'm talking about you're giving a guy 180 million bucks to not be good. Oh. No? Like, to be really just not good. And they had a... He had a 3.8 win above replacement in 160 games in uh, in 2009 and hasn't been above 1.2 since. Last year, he was uh, minus 1.4. He was a below replacement level player and that cost the Phillies 25 million bucks. Oh, good Lord. Just I, awful. I, I can't get over this. Like, I'm just like... Like, here's their lineup... Borjos, Hernandez, Herrera, Franco, who's pretty good, Howard, Cameron Rupp, Freddie Gallows, and Cody Ashley, who's hurt, and, I don't know, is hoping to make a, uh, who's got that oblique thing and will possibly be ready for opening day, it's just... The minor league system oh. doesn't, doesn't look as bad now as it did before, obviously. Uh, the minor league system has been improved by a lot of the trades they've made, which is great, but that help isn't here yet. And they've got some very, very good prospects that are in the system. They've got J.P. Crawford, you know. They've got Mark Appel, and they've, t- they've, they've rolled the dice on him, and maybe that's going to go great. Who knows? Uh, but there are some dudes that are there that might wind up being helpful players, just not soon. I, maybe we I see just... Crawford this year. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I, I just I can't pay the minus one fifty vig for the on, over on that roster. No, yeah, or or for the uh, oh, the yeah, under rather the, on that roster. No, it's the over oh, minus one fifty for the over. No, so no, not do that. I understand that no. sixty six wins is not many. No, um, but still don't uh, do that. No, you can't. I, I yeah, I can't. I can't bring myself to do that. So there's no way I am doing that. And the the under is I mean you get plus one twenty on the under but I mean still not great. No no I I, mean, I think that the under is a nice bet. Yeah. And again maybe you don't hit it but you get yeah plus one twenty betting the under on a number with this mm-hmm. roster. You know, like mm-hmm. it has to be a real ridiculous number for me to be uncomfortable with that bet and sixty six is not that ridiculous. Oh. <laughs> Okay, next up, we've got the Pittsburgh Pirates. This is a fun one. Yes. 86 and a half 
even odds for the over. Under is 86 and a half. They won... Oh, 98 games it? last year? 98 games last year. That is so many games. That's a lot of games to finish second. Yeah, and made some nice... Yeah, like made some nice moves. They brought in, uh, I mean, Natalie Feliz is, is unfortunately probably not so great. David Freeze looks like he's going to make their roster. Uh, Corey Lupke, they brought in Juan Nisie, I can never pronounce his last name, uh, Nisieso, yeah. who's been the darling of this year's fantasy, or uh, not a uh, spring training. fantasy, sorry, spring training. Yep. And Jonathan Nice uh, coming in as well yeah, in the Neil there. Walker trade with the Mets, which is a pretty good. Well, we've got an extra hitter, and you've got an extra pitcher type of trade. Yeah. And I, I by no means think he's going to be gangbusters by any stretch of the imagination, but he'll be a nice back of the rotation option for them. Mm-hmm. They brought in uh, Ryan Vogelsong as well, who they're banking on. They've had the magic, like we talked about Oakland. Yeah, but Pittsburgh's had magic with pitchers too. Just yeah, they've Francisco had the magic Liriano with and AJ Burnett, and, and there have been some other guys that have made some money based on hanging out in Pittsburgh for a bit. Now, some people might tell you that was because of Russell Martin, but we can uh, we can talk yeah. about that later. Um, well, they kept it up last year with Jay Happ as that's well. That's true. Like, good point. Happ good Happ point. This, who was back uh, in? And Garrett Cole is super awesome at baseball. Is one thing I yes. noticed. Um, and also Andrew McCutcheon is still oh, our favorite right. player. Right? Yes, he's still like the, 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 the favorite player of the crossover podcast. I think. Yeah. Um, the official favorite player of the crossover yeah. podcast. So let's say that. I, I, I'm. It's, it's him or Jose Bautista. It's one of. The yeah. Players. So awesome. Uh, Although he got the dreadlocks. God, I missed the dreadlocks. The dreadlocks were great. Yeah. What's the number on this team again? The number on this team is eighty-seven and a half. Yeah. 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 Uh. <laughs> They, that's a really good number. I, I don't I love t- either of those. I will they've tell lost you. lost some dudes, right? Yeah, they've lost some dudes. The guys over at predictionmachine.com, which, you know, those are the dudes to listen to as far as betting on baseball, I, I think. Them or Pete Rose. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Um, they are they are the guys who are loving all of their metrics and everything that they do to put in their their yep. information and whatnot. They seem to love the under. And on Bodog, you can actually get them at eighty six and a half. The Pittsburgh Pirates. Now you're paying minus one thirty. Over is eighty six and a half. I did like the Pirates. Under when it was 87, 86 and a half, and I realize half a game is. It seems weird to split hairs over half a it game, matters. but in baseball, it does matter. I. I man. Well, <laughs> okay, so you've got at bats that used to belong to uh, Pedro Alvarez. Yeah. That are now going to belong to some. And there's talk of David Freeze leading off for this team. Which well, is, aren't they going to lead off uh, John Jaso? Or is it, yeah. well, I, it, it's, it's not. It's it's suboptimal. Jaso gets on base all the time, but he's not the guy you want necessarily mm-hmm. uh, necessarily on the base pass. But and, and Jaso wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. It, it, again, he's going to no. take a ton of walks. Sure. Um, Jung Ho Kang, great player, oh, still not yeah. running the bases at full speed. Apparently, no, he's not going to be ready for opening day. Yeah, that's trouble. 
Yes. Um, that's that's a lot of trouble because uh, he's a he's a really good ball player and they're going to uh, need him. Um, and he's not going to be around. Um, there are some bats that went to some good players last year, or at least better players than might be getting them this year, and that would be my concern. And there were some innings that were thrown by maybe be- guys that are better than um, than their replacements this time around, um, be it uh, with Hap or be it with, uh, well, you know, some of the other guys that's, uh, that are no longer part of the group here. So if someone wants to say under on Pittsburgh, that's fine. I... I- yeah. I, I'm a little I, more bullish on them than some people. I think they might be able to find a way, uh, a couple mm-hmm. of different things, and and, um, and and make some things happen. But uh, I, 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 if that's a, it's a good number where it is. If it was 88 or anything like that, I'd probably say under for sure. But it's a good number where it is. I don't like the minus 130, but if I were to bet, I'm probably paying the vig and taking the under on 86 and a half. Don't love it, but yeah. Got to do what I got to do. There's um, also the the other thing too, and this is obviously not something that we 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 love talking about here on this particular podcast. Um, McCutcheon's defense is um, in decline. In, in decline, it's suboptimal. Now he's still going to put up a yeah. 400 on base, obviously, because he's great. Um, yeah. And he still might be one of the better hitters in the National League because again, he's great. Um, but. He may not be as good out in center as he has been in years past. That's true. So he has, there's he has there's that to worry about. And if you look at the the win above replacement totals, uh, you know, a 5.8 last year, which for most people is an awesome season for McCutcheon. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> was it down year? Yeah, well, it is. He's been putting up seven for <laughs> yeah. years, and the last year it's 5.8. Um, I, hopefully he gets back to the seven range this year. Yeah. Um, I, one thing I forgot to mention earlier when we were talking about the Dodgers, this is an official, this is not a future, but this is an official crossover podcast recommendation. The Dodgers are plus 150 to win the NL West. Get your money on oh, yeah. that. Shove, Get it on that now. Shove that into the center. Yes, plus, plus 150. Plus 150, oh. really? Yes, plus oh, 150. Yes. Oh, shove that money into the center as quick. A- absolutely get your money yeah. on that one. Um, next up. Everybody's favorite team, the San Diego Padres. Here are three things I looked at. (laughs) I know. Here are a couple things I learned when I looked at the free agents that they picked up. One, Casey Jansen's still alive. Oh, he's still playing Major League Baseball. That's cool. Yeah, he's in the well in the minor leagues. Brendan Morrow is apparently still alive. Uh, yeah, yeah, but has he actually thrown? Did he actually wind up throwing a Major League game for them? No, not yet. He's in their minors, but he's still alive. That's 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 the the important thing. Skip Shoemaker's still alive. And Fernando Rodney's on this roster. Yes, he is. is. (laughs) Okay. And Matt Thornton's still alive. That's pretty crazy. There's a lot of guys whose major league careers are still happening that I didn't think were, were still the case, but uh, yeah, that's where we're at. Uh, What's the number on this team? What? (laughs) The San Diego Padres minus 115 going both ways. The over under is 73 and a half. Got it. I think it's gotta be the under, right? I, I think Do you have so a projected too. lineup for them in front of you? Like they won sixty-eight. So uh, Will Myers is going to play first base, right? That's what's happening. Yeah, Will Myers is playing first base. Okay. And <laughs> he'll be hitting third. And boy, has he not been great? No. Since and, and leaving Tampa Bay. Yeah. Now perhaps the like he, he got hurt with his wrist last year. Perhaps we better off after that. Uh, take yes. But, um. Derek Norris may or may not be on this team when the season starts. There's rumors that he might be about to be traded to the Texas Rangers. 
mm-hmm. feels like that's something that they should do um, based on the fact that this team isn't going to win anything this year, so why not just trade people um, and get some younger guys in there? Brett Wallace is on the Major League roster for the for the <laughs> for the San Diego Padres. Uh, oh, good Brett Lord. Wallace, is, that's what's going on. Yeah, Nervous Solarte is. Remember when he was good camp. for the Yankees for like a week and a half? Well, it was more like a month. Yeah, but still. still. Um, <laughs> I can't believe Brett oh. Wallace is going to be on a major league roster. Yeah, yeah, you got to keep getting paid one way or the well, other. Hey, good for Brett Wallace. Um. Okay. Right, here's their here's their opening day rotation. Sure. James Shields, right, obviously. Uh, Andrew Kashner. Okay. Tyson Ross. Okay. Who, you know, okay. He's decent. Robbie Erlin and Colin Ray. All right. Well, that well, that rotation will put up respectable numbers based on the fact yes. that they play in the, this cavernous ballpark. Mm-hmm. Um, is that going to translate into them winning a whole lot of games? I wouldn't be so sure. Oh, yeah. Drew Pomerantz is on this team, too. Yeah. Okay. They have, they have some arms. John Jay, Sprangenberg, Myers, Camp, Solarte, Norris, who we mentioned might get traded. Alexi Ramirez, yes, former yes, yes. Uh, White Sox. Um, Melvin Upton and Melvin Upton. Yep. Matt Kemp makes 21 million bucks this year. Oh, <laughs> good God. <laughs> uh, now, in fairness to the Padres, a lot of the a lot of that money is being paid off by the Dodgers. Yeah. But still, 73 or a lot of like I forget exactly how the breakdown goes with who's paying what portion of mm-hmm. of uh, the Matt Kemp contract, but the Dodgers sent some money along in that trade. 73 and a half. They won 68 last year. Is there anything in what we just said to suggest that they will be six games better than last year? I think that if anything, the one thing that's going to help them is Mm -hmm. no, like last year, remember everyone thought, including me, that they might be good. Uh, I don't know if that's something that's going to be an issue this time around. Like there won't be the same expectations. Does that make things a little more loose in the clubhouse? Who's to say? I um, I, I look at it and and you know I, I I made fun of Kemp in the in the numbers, but he put up an OPS plus of of one eleven last year. I think that playing in San Diego kind of made his numbers look worse than they actually were in real life. Um, so I think that there's a chance they win the number of games. I wouldn't be rushing to bet on this either way. No, me neither. But if I did, uh, under. Yeah, I I, I, I just seventy three and a half. Under you look at the division they're in. I mean, actually, I don't know. Like, who's going to blow you away in that division, other than the Dodgers? Well, we'll talk about the Giants in a second. Yeah, because we can talk about the Giants, and I am not very bullish on them. Eighty-nine and a half. You could find it. You could find it ninety on a few places. Minus one fifteen going both ways. I can tell you right now, the under on the San Francisco Giants is probably going to be one of my five. Might be the only one coming out of the National League. Um, I mean, they're big. They brought in Cueto and Samarja. Those are their big, their biggest, they, they pretty much their only free agent signing was, uh, Samarja for five years, 90 million. Uh, Opening Mike, day, Mike Leak too. Yeah. Mike. Oh, Leak no, sorry. No, no. He went to St. Louis. Oh yeah. He sorry, was there yeah. at the deadline. Then went to St. Louis continues. I mean, their opening day, their, their five, their starting five looks like it's going to be Bumgartner. Who's still good. Cueto, who, question I mean, mark, maybe question mark, question mark. Yeah, on Cueto. Just submerged a question mark, but probably not three question marks. Yeah. Like with Cueto, but one question mark. Jake Peavy, Matt Cain, but he's hurt right now. And 
Chris Heston is probably going to be the fifth starter until Kane gets back. Okay. Pretty good. The opening day, ro- the, like the rotation, yeah, however. Yeah, they can pitch. And, and there are some guys yeah. that can hit on this team, too. Uh, not just, superstars, I'm, but guys that are just a pain in the butt to get no, I'm just worried. Like, is this, oh, like, one of these years, like, Hunter Pence, Joe Panic, Denard Span, Brandon Belt, like, these are good guys, but, like, Panic and Pence way outperform their. Sure. And and, and Matt Duffy year. outperformed his talent. Duffy. Probably. Crawford yeah. outperformed his talent. But we're getting to the point now when these guys keep coming up, Panic and Duffy and Crawford, and they keep outperforming what you think they're capable of. And yeah. do you get to the point where you start to wonder, like, are they just getting lucky over and over and over again? Or uh, do, uh, do, you, do you know do they have, you know, really great yeah. coaches that are able to, to coach these guys up and, and make them better than they look? That's true. Um, the one thing is, like, well, well Posey's their best guy, and, and Pence is their second best guy, obviously, when it comes to the bat. Yeah. Um, they have those two guys, and if they get you know you know a sum of their infield guys out of Panic, Duffy, Crawford, Belt, if some of those guys are good, they should be in a nice spot, right? Yes, uh, I mean I, I think they're going to win. Ninety is just too high for me. Sure, that's 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 okay. a reasonable thing to say. I like the I like the under. I'm getting minus one fifteen going both ways. I I just the under I think is the bet here because like they can still win like eighty seven wins and be in the playoffs, right? Oh yeah, for a second or a second wild card, sure, absolutely. Yeah, so I mean, if you like the Giants, it's I mean, we 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 they were doing the year on year off thing this is until the last year. year. Uh, well, no, no, until last no. year, where they had two they had two off years in no, a row. No, they so. haven't had two off years in a row. They well, they won the World Series in fourteen. Mm-hmm. So they fifteen off, yeah. fourteen World Series, yeah. thirteen off, yeah. twelve World Series, eleven yeah, off, awesome. ten World Series. So, so here we are in twenty sixteen. This is we're due for a Giants World Series if you follow that pattern. Yeah, so I mean, I just I think the Dodgers are going to win the West. I think they're going to be too good. Frisco, I think they're going to be great. I just think ninety wins is too high. Like the under, I think that I think that the under for San Francisco is in play to be one of my my big five picks. Yeah, that's uh, that's not unreasonable. Um, what if anything can be gotten out of Matt Cain if you're the Giants? Is that is that just a, uh, a sunk contract that's awful? It might be, and it's unfortunate because I really like Matt Cain, and I, yeah, I, was, I don't. He was pretty yeah. good until some bad stuff started happening. Uh, yeah, he finished sixth in Cy Young voting as recently as 2012. Uh, mm-hmm. Since then, if you look at his ERA plus, 86, 83, and <clears throat> 65 last year. That's yeah, that's not good. No. that just might be. Uh, I think the under is just too high. Yeah, I just think it's too, too high. high. Under is too high. That's that's fair to say because uh, that rotation is 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 older, and there are some question marks. They spent money on guys who who might be great, but might not be good. Maybe Jeff Samarja just goes back to the National League and he's great again. Yeah, could not be possible. Maybe Johnny Cueto. Like obviously he was showing some signs of having some trouble with Cincinnati uh, toward the end of his time there, and he was obviously very mm-hmm. consistent for the Royals. But maybe Johnny Cueto uh, goes back to the National League and returns to being you know. Old school Johnny Cueto. Yeah, could have. I mean, I just, I, I just think '90s too high. Sure. I think they're. I think, but like, that's, I, no, not, guys, I said, I said maybe to describe it like yeah. three fifths of their rotation there. So <laughs> yeah. I, if, if, if if a couple of those go wrong, maybe they're not getting the '90. I'm not slighting. Like, if you're a Giants fan, don't think I'm slighting the Giants whatsoever. I just think the number on '90 is too high, and I think that they, they, they seem like 
like 85 to 88 to me. And 85 to 88 are all numbers that are below 90. And that is as far as I right. go with that one. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, what, St. Louis next? Yeah, we got two left here. Next up, we got the St. Louis Cardinals. 87.5, minus 130 for the over, even money for the under. Now, this is a team that their numbers were 88.5 last year, so one less than their current projection, and they won the most games in Major League Baseball last year with 100. 100 on the nose. Um, I don't think they're going to win 100 games again. No. They had everything go right to win 100 games. Yes. But they're Their still, big free agent signing was the aforementioned Mike They're still really good. Years. Yeah. You know, despite, despite some of that, they're still a really good team. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, the guys over at Prediction Machine like the St. Louis under. What? Yeah. So the, the math is saying it's not there. I'm just wondering, because people hate the St. Louis Cardinals. They, I'm just wondering if the hate projects... Is there value in betting the under because a lot of people want to bet the under? Is that what you're saying? I guess. Or well, betting the over, under. rather, because a lot of Betting the over. But, I mean, the over, you're paying a big goal of minus 130, yeah. but I'm just wondering if there's if there's value there because, I mean, we already said we thought Pittsburgh would be a little weaker. The Cubs, obviously, are great. Milwaukee and Cincinnati still aren't going to be great. I mean, it's basically just St. Louis fighting with Pittsburgh, right, for, well, for who's, who's good. One of those two the teams. The National League are good. Wow. Let's say, let's well, say Pittsburgh is is slightly above average. Are there yes. five good NL? Well, no, maybe six good NL teams. There's two in the East with Washington and uh, and the Mets. Two in the Central yeah. with St. Louis and the Cubs, and then two in the West with uh, San Francisco yeah. and, and the Dodgers. Dodgers. So some, so like some people are going to be winning, you know, high 80s and the 90s, right? Yeah. I can't recommend. St. Louis, like I did last year. Like last year, I was all over that 88 and a half. But I will say, people hate this team, so I think the hate goes too far, which is why they're only projected to win 87 and a half this year. You're paying a little bit of vig, but the Cardinals are there every year with, you know, 90 wins. Yes, they are. Uh, or in some cases, 100 wins. Um, exactly. I yeah, mean, why, why? Like, do people just think that, you know, their, their Pythagorean win-loss, according to baseball reference last year, was 96 and 66. So it's not like they were getting all the breaks. You know what I mean? Like, they were a little bit in the yeah. but it's not like every single thing went their way. And they lose Hayward. And I understand mm-hmm. that's a problem. I understand that he's an excellent ball player. Um, but they've lost dudes before and been able to figure it out. And they lose Lackey. Yeah. And, and I get that he was extremely helpful. But again, they've lost dudes before and been able to figure it out. So yeah. to me, like the, the reason why you'd be a little more bullish here is because it's the Cardinals and they have the reputation of being the smart team that figures it out. Um, so maybe that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, 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 don't know. I, I, I think... My gut says the under, but yeah. if someone told me they were taking the over, I wouldn't scream at them. Yeah, I have it as a stay away, but if you're going to bet this, I I don't know. It's just I just don't know cuz I'm just thinking they do it every year and until they don't do it, right. what is the uh, I mean, they're they're the Patriots right now of the Major League Baseball, are they not? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like they're, they're they're pretty much disliked by everybody who is not from there or a fan of said team. Yep. They're in the thick of it every year. They they their get the are, their fans are kind of dicks. Yeah, their fans are kind of dicks. Although the Patriots fans would be like, "How dare you consider St. Louis more dickish than us?" 
Let me tell you something right now. St. Louis, yeah. like Saint Cardinals fans, are more dickish than Patriots fans. Yeah, it's not, you know, I, I don't think it is. I think that it might be the most dickish fan base in the league. Wow. In, no, not, 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 sorry, not Major League Baseball, which it might be, um, but in all of sports, in the four, in the North American four major sports, it might. Well, because they also have the the St. Louis also has like the tinfoil hat. Yeah, and like, well, we're the classiest fans around. Like that makes yeah. it way worse. Way yeah, worse. true. Patting themselves on yeah. the back. All oh, the time. Yeah, well, actually, that. no, go after yourselves. And then, like, yeah. there's the well, well, there's just a lot of negative stuff that's gone on there. Ah, oh, so bad. All right, and to round out our National League preview, the Washington Nationals over once again in the high, high 80s, 89.5, minus 115, going both ways. I mean... I think that every single bad thing that could have happened to every Washington player not named Bryce Harper, just the fact yeah. that Bryce Harper got choked that time, uh, <laughs> yes, pretty much did. Basically, yeah. anything not to do with Bryce Harper went wrong for the Nationals last year. Is mm-hmm. that all going to happen again? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I think it's going to be the over. They're just good. And it, well, here's if, they, if it's not the over, here's what costs them. Dusty Baker. Yes. I can oh. see him costing them baseball games. Oh, In he fact, is, yeah, I he, know he will. The question is, yeah, his war as a manager. Dusty, yeah, Dusty <laughs> Baker's manager war is... It's it's bad. It's bad. He's oh. he's reversed Joe Madden. Yeah, it's it's which is something we maybe should have mentioned during the Cubs conversation was Yeah. So the fact he, he squeezes three or four extra wins out. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But Dusty Baker wins. is the ob- is the uh is the opposite of that. Yeah. He snatches defeat yeah. from the jaws yeah. of victory, yeah. that man. Um I'll never forget, like to me the quintessential Dusty Baker moment is Going all the way back to the Bartman game, right? And I'm sorry, Cubs fans, but... Oh, they've already stopped listening. That's true, (laughs) but what the hell? Like, Baker was obviously the manager. What the hell was Mark Pryor doing? Mark Pryor was already at, like, 114 pitches, and then the shit started going wrong, and they're like, let's stick with Mark Pryor! I'm glad that Bryce Harper isn't a pitcher. Yes. Uh, Because, like, Dusty Baker would have his arm blown out in a week. (laughs) Yes. Like, if I'm Max Scherzer... And, yeah. you know, someone says, hey, guys, your, your team hired a new manager. And I'm not sure. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. Who is it? Yeah. Dusty Baker? Well, what the hell? Like, <laughs> why? Um, and that's and that's why, I mean, you just listen to this rotation. And this is why everyone was infatuated last year. Strasburg. I to be infatuated. Yeah, Scherzer, Strasburg. Blame it on Gio Gonzalez. Joe Ross. Tanner Roark. Like, when Tanner Roark is your fifth yeah, starter, fine. who, like, everybody loves with his 3-6-2. Oh, uh, but I just... Well, yeah. If, 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 if there's someone who else I'm, uh, that I'm not happy to be, it's uh, mm-hmm. Steven Strasburg's agent. Because, all yeah. right, it's about to get paid. You know, he's going to have this nice year in 2016. Then we're going to hit the market. It's going to be awesome. He's going to get some absurd long-term contract. Yeah. And, oh, wait. Hold on a second. Uh, Dusty Baker is now the manager. So who's to say whether or not that's yeah. going to happen for us now? Bryce Harper coming into pitch, <laughs> coming in to close out no. the night. They haven't replaced him in center field. Yeah, they're so just, he's playing both at the same time. It's like Bugs Bunny. He's yeah. Oh, um, this, mean, no, if, if I'm if I'm Steven Strasburg and the people that stand to make money if Steven Strasburg does well, I'd be mm-hmm. very very concerned about they, the Dusty Baker situation. Uh, Jordan Zimmerman not being part of this team anymore is obviously an issue. Doug Fister not being yep. part of this team anymore 
is uh, is an issue. I'm, but I'm they, happy I to think have they've done Mister back in the American so League, though, as far as fantasy yeah, team related nicknames. Yeah, Bruce Storen not being part of this team. That what that's what I was going to say. They've weakened themselves in the bullpen quite significantly with that Storen yeah. trade and right. the Papelbon trade they made a year earlier. And uh, you mean just I, like having Papelbon out there being a dick to people? Yeah, <laughs> just his, his general. He's not good for the vibe, is what. For the vibe and the fact that Goose Gossage backed him up and, and <laughs> yeah, that's uh, right. oh, that, that just is, it's, it's that rule again. Anyone yeah. Goose Gossage dislikes, I like. Anyone yeah, that like Goose, Goose Gossage, Gossage likes, I dislike. Uh, he didn't run out of a pop fly in, in game like one 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 of a yeah like one pretty much loss. Um, oh, uh, he's the best player in the. Yeah. And he was pissed off at himself. Like it wasn't like he didn't show passion for the game he was, like, because Bryce Harper. Yeah, he missed a pitch, popped up, went, you know, F, like, but, you know, he said the full word, and then threw his bat, and then, like, uh, jogged the first, and <laughs> Pavel going, why didn't you beat it out? <laughs> and then choked the best part. Wait, wait, and that was, he was there for, like, four days yeah. when that happened, like, too. Like, how is... yourself. And like, it was like, totally... Is Dusty Baker going to be the person that comes in and, like, you know, calms this clubhouse? Like, no. Like, <laughs> why, how do I... Let them hire. Oh, you know what? No, I said that this is a no. This is an under. This is an under. This is an under. The more we yes. talk about this, the more I realize that this is not yes. a team that's winning ninety games. They're not. Um, not which makes me rethink I mean, the they... Mets situation. But we'll get to that in a second. Uh, oh man! Like, yeah. The more I talk about this, the worse it gets. So you've got it's a horrible so manager. You've got the best player in the league. Yeah. Um, who yeah, is will be because he's in a contract year, so he will be out of his mind. And... Well, no, no, Harper's not in the contract year yet. No, so yeah, Strasburg's who? in the contract year. Yes, thank yeah, you. Uh, Strasburg, one, one, one would think, would want to pitch extremely well, but if he's on his like a hundred and twenty second pitch, and you send him back out there for the ninth, oh, <laughs> <laughs> which we've seen happen before. Oh, um, God. that's concerning. Um, I would think. I would think. I just yeah. There, there there are a lot of potential problems here. Yeah, I gotta take the under. I mean, maybe this is the season. Plus, like, the Nationals have they've been this team for a few years now, and they're yet to crack ninety wins. Oh no, they, hey, didn't they crack ninety two years ago? Maybe they did. But um, I mean, like, there, there's been a few years where there's been expectations that have not been. Uh, have, yeah, have they, not they, they failed to live up to the hype. The the, the this particular iteration of this. Franchise. And, and that's I, the thing, like, they go from awful manager Matt Williams, you're like, oh, okay, they fired Matt Williams, so yes. this isn't going to get worse, is it? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then it gets worse. <laughs> like, unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, like, Matt Williams is your manager, and somehow you've managed to get a worse tactician. And at least Matt Williams had the thing of, well, I'm going to get fired, so I'm going to do an interview where I just say yeah. the F word, like every three word for ten minutes. Unbelievable. And, uh, on the way out the door. Unbelievable. Like, oh, God, so good. I love it. Uh, so, yeah, we are recommending the under. Yeah, like, the again, like, when you mentioned that line, I'm like, and I'm like looking at the roster in front of me, I'm like, oh, okay, this, there, there's so many good players in this team, and you mentioned the rotation. I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe they can hit this line. Then we started talking about it more and more and more. Like, yeah, yeah. Applebaum, Dusty Baker, and it's like, no, forget it. I'm not going to go like, yeah, this team. If you're freaking, like, because I remember, because <laughs> – you look at this rotation and like you say the names and you're like rubbing your nipples as you say the oh, names, right? right? You're like 
Scherzer Strasburg, right? and then you forget it's actually worse than it was last year, right? Like last year, the, they, they had, had Zimmerman and Fister with yeah, yeah, they had four like really either good number one or number two guys, and they still weren't even close. Yeah. And just well, it turns out that everyone other than Harper was bad on offense. Yeah, that's true. And just and but I mean, like they brought in like Ben Revere was going to be leading off for them, and and I mean. Say what you will about Ben Revere, he he has two discernible skills. He's very fast that, and he can make contact with the baseball. Yeah, that that you know translate to baseball. Right. Which uh, I mean, it's not a bad idea because you figure. I mean, Revere no, that is trade, kind of, that's a good trade for both teams. Yeah, I do I do think it worked out. But I mean, although Rendon should probably be leading off as opposed to Ben Revere, but I well, mean, yeah, from an on base perspective, that's neither here nor there. And but, you know, Dusty Baker being Dusty Baker, who's yeah. Off. Because Ben Revere is oh, Ben Revere's fast, well, he's leading off. Yeah, the Jays did that too last year when they had Revere. And it they was wind up like, having no choice on that, though. Well, I should say yes. no choice, but you know what I mean. I, I would think that it, if, yeah. well, I would hope that if John Gibbons had a similar type of leadoff option that he mm-hmm. have gone with Revere. But who's... Exactly, yeah. The Jays were boxed in, I think, whereas I think there's a couple Washington other guys. Washington may that, not be boxed in. Yeah, who should like, be And there's like, like, what are the chances that Dusty Baker hits Harper second, like, Negative 20. Never, never in a million years. Despite he just, the fact he that we all know Harper better. should be hitting second. Yeah, he'd be like, second? Like, what are you talking he about, second? <laughs> like, there's one thing I want Bryce Harper to get. It's to the plate fewer. Fewer yeah. times. <laughs> I don't want him tired out. <laughs> oh, God, 107 walks he had last year. 107 walks. Still striking out a lot. But I don't care. Bryce Harper. I know, but I'm still waiting for that year where he, because he had 136 last year. I'm still waiting for that year where it's Maybe like. Maybe he cuts it down to like 90 and. Yeah, like. And, yeah, exactly. Like that, that year is probably coming. Um, so that's it for part one in our MLB over under. So come back in a little bit or uh, wait for our next one. And we will talk about the American League and our favorite team, the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, Craig Needles, see you in part two, good sir. See you then.